Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am Heidi Mortensen, your host, marriage and family therapist, and I'm really excited to have with me a new friend, Stacy Wallace. Can you say hello, Stacy? Hello, everybody. It's my honor and joy to be here. You guys are in for a treat. Heidi has already lit up the pre-room, and it's going to be a good one. You are the owner of Fueled by Fire, and you are a powerhouse and have a huge testimony. What you do is really about entrepreneurs and really bringing people into kingdom business. And But you have a story, though. There's a reason why you're mm-hmm. even in this place, and God has led you into this place very powerfully, and you're super, super anointed and have a lot of wisdom that's beyond even what I can understand. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you've even gotten to this place right now? Well, on a practical business side, now that I am in this season of my life, I'm 52 years old and have gone through a lot of stories, a lot of trauma, a lot of setbacks. I operate now, I would say my best life operating in oneness with the Holy Spirit. So that is what fueled by fire means. It means fueled by the Holy Spirit. But I raise up CEOs, entrepreneurs, influencers. Some of them come from scratch and go to incredible seven, eight figure success. My personal story is we've been able to raise up companies into the hundreds of millions. I've built sales teams from scratch into the hundreds of thousands. All of that, you know, I don't like to weigh on the successes as much because I want people to know the story that got here. I've been able to work with five U.S. presidents. I've sung at the Olympics. I've written eight books. And so that sounds so astronomically unrelatable, (laughs) but it's the story and the journey that my heart is. If people just say, wow, look at her, I've failed. But if people say, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. And then if I can show them how, I believe that's what That's what Jesus had us do is he wants us to learn so we could duplicate, not be the issue, but teach people how to get through their own moments Mm -hmm. into a place, which I believe we are all called to the marketplace, whether you are a mom, whether you're homeschooling, whether you're a dad that's doing handiwork, whether you are a CEO, a lawyer, a doctor, executive, we are all called in some way. I believe every person has a story and every story can change the world. And so it's a matter of how do you get to the next chapter of your story? I've got a lot of chapters. I've got (laughs) chapters of going through trauma. I've got chapters of going through abuse, suicidal depression, divorce. I've got chapters of my house burning down, chapters where we've gone through incredible success, multiple hundreds of millions of dollars, billion dollar success. And I have chapters of complete failure, laying out prostate on the floor, crying out, God, when are you going to come through? Waiting to figure out which pink slip to pay, looking for pennies underneath the couches. But every time, and I remember one time my house was burning down. We had gotten the kids out. My husband was out there. It was a four alarm fire. There was just this peace 
that came over me. It wasn't my first chapter. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't the first obstacle I had to overcome, but a, yeah. I was sitting on the curb watching the house burn down yeah. and I was actually writing a song in my spirit. I could feel the song coming up in me and a wow. reporter came up and said, ma'am, are you the owner of this house? And I said, yes. And they said, you seem incredibly peaceful. And I said, because I know that all things, even the seemingly worst things will work together for good when we put our faith and trust in God. And this is a chapter of my story, but it's not my story. There'll wow. be another chapter and the best is yet to come. And I've held on to that philosophy that whatever season of brokenness, trauma, setback, trial, tribulation that you're in, it's just a chapter of your story. Yeah. You just got to get through that chapter, turn the page, and then the pen is your, in your hand. What happened to you yesterday or me yesterday is only information that should lead to transformation so that we could create duplication in others, help them. And that's how we create monetization. Once you understand that flow, you can become a coach of the same trauma that you're going through. You become a business owner of the same area that has become such a need for you. You begin wow. to see the market from a position of power, not pain. The pain becomes information that helps you see there's a divot, there's a hole in the marketplace, and somehow I can use exactly what I'm going through in order to create a revolution. And really, Heidi, that is, that's what I do now. I love helping people go from setback to comeback. My hands are sitting up right now, just wanting to yes. just see from you because there, this is such amazing wisdom. And some of what I'm hearing right now as you're talking is how were you able to do that in that midst of chaos? Because even the people that mm -hmm. I help when counseling and mental health struggles is that People can say, oh, everything's good. My job is good or things are going well with my, I'm not fighting with anyone. Things are going well with my friends and my family. So I'm at peace right now, but that's not where a lot of breakthrough happens. Breakthrough can happen in the midst of your house burning down. So how did you even get to that place where you were able to hear and receive peace in the midst of a really traumatic moment? Certainly it wasn't an overnight experience. Now I grew up so just give a little backstory. Yeah. I grew up in a preacher's home. And so my mom and dad were spirit-filled, God-loving man and woman of God that when I was diagnosed of cystic fibrosis as a baby, uh, they started the cycle of comeback. So they received the diagnosis. They refused to believe it. I mean, they believed it, but they refused to accept it yes. as a title over my life. Yep. Instead, they took me to the church, had everybody come. They prayed over me as a little baby. That day forward, I had terrible pneumonia and over and over again, just real sickness of my lungs until they finally said, this is cystic fibrosis. That's why her lungs won't heal. And from the day they prayed, they had that prayer vigil <laughs> over me forward. I never had another form of cystic fibrosis, nor any lung issues, nor any pneumonia. And the doctors call it a notable miracle. So my life is built on Wow. A miracle story. And most of us have at least one of those in our life yeah. where we know we probably shouldn't be alive. We, we, we almost got hit in that car accident. It almost took us out. We almost went bankrupt. Sometimes you go bankrupt and almost died. Yes. Um, but God wasn't finished with the story yet. Yes. And so that, that 
my parents reminded me of that growing up. So when I got to 12 and I wanted to be a singer and I wanted to be a basketball player and I was skinny and I was scrawny, but I had this really raunchy voice and I had this tenacity like a bulldog. And so my dad just taught me, you know, practical uh, strategies and methods that we use today in helping people recover and get into their best state. Uh, those are the things that I grew up on, like the 1% method, knowing that if I, I don't have to do it all today, because yeah. I, I have big goals and big dreams. Yeah. So I wanted to be the first white girl on the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> so my dad said, I'm not going to tell you no, I'm just going to tell you that in order to do that, you're, you're tiny. So you're going to have to have better ball handling skills. You're going to have to have a three point, even a half court shot that is astounding. So while other people was just practicing for normal basketball, I was practicing for a dream. And I practiced two hours if they did one. And so that was my 1% method. Every day, I'm going to do something to get me 1% closer to that ideal dream or ideal life that I really dream about having. Same thing when I dreamed of one day singing for the president of the United States. How do you do that? You can't like just call somebody up and say, can I? Yeah. Practicing my skill sets. I recorded a song called Cinderella and released it and it became a best-selling single of overcoming trauma and somebody passed it to somebody that passed it to the person that was putting on the first lady's tea that ended up passing it to the person that was putting together the inaugural prayer breakfast so I believe that when we do what we can do today so many times our emotions and our trauma is either we're looking in history or we're looking too forward, forward, the gap between our ideal life Mm -hmm. and our current reality is where depression and anxiety live. It's also where the Holy Spirit lives. He's in our now. He's in this moment where it might not be perfect. It might not look that, I mean, when I went through suicidal depression, looking back now, then all I could think about is I've been abused. I've been unwanted. I've been divorced. I've been abandoned. Mm -hmm. History. I was looking at all the things that had happened to me yeah. And then when I looked too far forward, I thought I was going to be, and I thought of all these things I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be this recording artist and I was supposed to win Grammy awards and I was supposed to be on the Harlem Globetrotters. But in the gap, what yeah. I was missing was, but God is right here, right now, me sitting on a recliner, suicidally depressed, planning on how I'm going to kill myself. I got two voices. I got the voice of the enemy who wants to take me out. Mm -hmm. And I got the voice of the creator of the universe, the living God, the one and only in the room with me saying, you can do it. You got this. I got a plan for you. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I could hear that voice saying, get up, Stacy, get up up. And it reminds me now that I've done so many years of studying Elijah under the broom tree. Mm. Here he was destined to slay giants like, like Jezebel and all these gods that were just taking out his generation. And yet here he has this incredible victory. And the next thing you know, he's underneath a broom tree, suicidally depressed. And yet the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, get up, eat. We've got another battle. So what he was saying was there's another chapter. There's another chapter to your story that you haven't yet written. So get up from where you're at. Don't look too far forward that you get depressed. But what have I put in front of you to do right now? And today it might be something as simple. Go put on some makeup. Right. It's just your now today. It might be get out of bed. 
Yeah. Go, go pour some water, drink some water. Yes. Today for me, it's build a deck. Today, I've got to do four podcasts, two uh, <laughs> calls. I don't need to be thinking today about the retreat center that I need to be built or the tiny homes that I need to have by August for all these women and girls that are, I need to, today, I've got four podcasts. I want to be present in who God's called me to be today. You know, I've got a daughter that I'm caring for that fell last night and hit her head on the deck. Uh-huh. There's some now. I just, I just need to be present and trust that God has got the rest of destiny in control and that I can't miss him if I just say yes to today. This is so practical. The revelation that you're giving right now, it's so practical and so big at the same Mm. time. It's very, this is the now, this is what we can do right now because so many of us can get caught up and I'll even hear it from clients. What do I do? What do I do? How do I do this? And there's these just questions, these just spinning your wheel questions when what we need to do is just sit in where we're at right now. I lived 40 years in that 40 years. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I, I think that's a demon voice, but what am I going to do voice? Well, it's kind of striving too. It's striving and hustling. It's like hustling for your worth. How did you move out of that? How did you move out of that striving and kind of hustling for your worth, but still hold on to it's like God wants us to be successful. I see you as very Mm -hmm. successful. And I think sometimes we can move into this poverty mentality and scarcity Mm -hmm. mentality. You don't have that. So how did you allow God to heal you and give you the revelation of just the storehouses of heaven and Mm -hmm. that he wants us to live in abundance? How did you grasp that? Well, there's a lot of years of tears, a lot of years of questioning, a lot of years of fetal moments in bed with makeup on the pillow, but always, always letting his voice be the final say. Mm -hmm. If my voice is the final say, probably like other people, I had those voices. I just with one, either I wish I could die or two, I wish Jesus would come back. That's the Christian's way of suicidal depression. If Jesus would just come back and end it. So I don't have to live this moment. That's a good, yep. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like Christians have a way of swearing you out with their horn (laughs) or using their hands, but boy, you, maybe they don't say the F word, but they've got other things that they do that they think is okay. What's the same thing as Christians. When we sit in disbelief, when we sit in depression, We are allowing ourselves no different than somebody who is not of the cloth, who is not of the belief that Jesus is Lord and that he is powerful and that he died and rose again to give us a certainty that could outweigh even our uncertainty, but certainly outweigh the uncertainty of the world. If I'm laying in that moment and I can remember, I mean, you know, you're in, you can remember in your own stories. I wish I could just transfer that somehow to everybody that's listening. (laughs) But those moments where you're laying there and you're like, God, why, why me? Or, or when God, when, when is it going to be my turn? I've, I've tried every click funnel there is. I've tried every online method. I've tried every coaching model there is. I've tried, how do I turn the success that I've had, or even the failures that I, to do what I know, I see you telling me that I'm, I'm going to be the prophet to nations and that I'm going to speak to millions of people in the four corners of the earth at one time. How is that? So can you imagine being Mary? By the way, I'm going to give you a child. You're not going to have sex. And that child will be the savior of the world. How do you figure that out with your own logic? Yeah, you How do you, yeah. what am I going to do? What do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? What do I, you've got to just trust that what his promise said would happen, that he who began the work in you is faithful to complete it. 
And then instead of trying to do it for him, today go back to what can I do today? Then that's not being lazy. That's being intentional. There's a difference. Intentional is not beast mode. Intentional is your best mode. It means I'm going to go, God, what was the last thing you asked me to do? And if you haven't done that last thing, chances are that's still in front of you today. So if God said, you know what, I need you to go ahead and drink more water. Yeah. And you think it's so simple. How yeah. could that be a part of my success system? Right. Try him and see. Yes. If he won't open up the windows of heaven, when you do the last little 1% thing, yeah. why? Because he's getting your body ready. Maybe the last thing was, I've asked you to stop watching Yellowstone. <laughs> now I'm getting on somebody's nerves right now. I'm sure. But you know, every time you watch it, you leave with that feeling, mm -hmm. that feeling of, I just watch people killing each other. I watch people sleeping with each other. I watch porn. I mean, I watched um, adultery. I, there's just something that doesn't, and I've never on a podcast ever said what I just said yeah. to call out a TV show like that. But then we wonder why are we cycling mm -hmm. these horrible emotions? It's because when God gives us that little nudge, that's probably not best. Lean into that nudge because that's how you get 1% progress every that's single day. It's hearing that little nudge. I feel like there's some people that don't even know how to do that. What I heard from you is you actually dreamed. You always had dreams. And I think there's some people that have almost gotten kind of apathy where they don't even, they're just like, whatever. I I'm so depressed or I'm so hopeless where I don't even have dreams. Or they didn't grow up with parents like yours mm -hmm. where they like advocated for miracles and declared the word of God. Like there's something they're like, what? Like that actually happens. Like, yes, mm -hmm. it happens when you have amazing parents who love Jesus and preach the word of God in, in a powerful way that you experience. So how can people grab a hold of one, hearing God's voice for themselves? And then two, being able to step into dreams, into the more, mm -hmm. instead of the, let's just get through today, just get through another day, pick up the kids and figure out what to eat because you're well, let me, let me pull the sugar yeah. off of the story. Yeah. <laughs> let me remove it because yes, I had parents who were God fearing mm -hmm. and positive. I grew up on Zig Ziglar. I also had parents that we literally didn't have money because my dad gave everything away. And so my dad would give to third world countries and Belize. And my dad was a perfectionist today. They would call it hyper OCD, yeah. but my dad was just always driven. And so I went through a lot of mental trauma of I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. What I see today, I'm so grateful, but back then it was tears. I'm Why can't it be good enough? And he would say, do it again. My singing, my mm -hmm. speaking, I would sing a song. Yeah. I remember one song, Stubborn Love. And it was, it's your stubborn love that never lets go of me. I don't understand how you can stay perfect love. Okay. So that song, my dad would go, do it again. I don't understand you. And I would go, I'm enunciating. He's not enunciating it good enough. I want, mm -hmm. it's your stubborn love. And so I do it again and again and again. And while people go, oh, it'd be so great to have positive parents that are like that until you're in that. And then you think, okay, that was trauma. <laughs> never yeah. good enough. Never good. There's, but yeah. today, since I don't allow trauma to be my friend, it is not even, I don't allow the word overwhelm. It's an F word, a bad F word. Ooh, that's We've got good F words. It is a psychosis. It's not a real word. Overwhelm is a positioning of your mind that you've been given more than you can handle. The truth is you will never be given more than you can handle. 
even on a day like today, when I have so much, I'm like, all right, God, if you think I can handle it, then increase my capacity. Yes. So less of me, more of you, because chances are there's someone on the planet, Oprah, Elon, um, Bill Gates, somebody's on the planet that's doing more than you. So overwhelmed is really, I haven't learned how to fully function in my next level. And the only way to function in my next level is to stretch. I've got to enlarge my tent. I've got to increase my capacity. So mom and and kids and baseball and job and work and trying to scale an online business. And you're like, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't do it. Yes, you can. If someone else has done it, yes, you can. So just say, Lord, I trust you. Increase my capacity now. I receive. Now he's handling the universe, y'all. If he can handle keeping the stars in place and the moon in place, and he can handle all the and us and the way the battle of the nations and pulling together prophecy, that's who we get to tap into when we say less of me, more of you, less of my consciousness, more of the Holy Spirit, less of my thinking, more of the mind of Christ. And when you do that, you begin to realize, okay, I've been shortcutting myself. I've been totally trying to do this in my own understanding. It's impossible. It's impossible to live your best life. So practically, that's something practically you can do today is number one, say, Lord, increase my capacity. Mm -hmm. And then you'll realize, you know, I wish, uh, let me try to describe it for those that are listening. Um, If I had a, a glass here and the glass was full of rocks, and the rocks went all the way up to the top of the glass. And I did what a lot of people do when they get saved. They say, you know, Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So what happens is he always fills you to capacity. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, if you said it every day, Lord, fill me with your presence, you're going to get a new dose for that day. Now, interestingly enough, though, he's going to fill you to capacity. But if you're vessel is full of unforgiveness and grief and trauma and envy and and greed and anxiety and stress that's taking up capacity not only in your mental space but also in your spiritual space wow so when we start to eliminate those rocks one by one i'm going to release that bitterness that i have towards that person that hurt me or i'm going to release that grief because of that person that I lost. And it's a choice. Yeah, Grief it's, it's a choice. is even though it's stemmed in our brain and we've got yeah. dark spots in our brain, it's proven through science that neuroplasticity is a real thing. Anybody that says you're going to always be this way. I don't believe in that. Number mm-hmm. one, I believe in the word of God. And number yeah. two, I believe that neuroplasticity has proven yes. that your brain can be reprogrammed. 100%. So that means now it's a choice. Now you're choosing to hold on to trauma yeah. because it's almost like your Linus blanket. I have a comfort in holding on, but here's what happens to that vessel is when you start to reach into that glass and you pull it out one thing after another. Now what happens is you realize, wow, I thought I was full of that water. I thought it was full of the Holy spirit, but when the rocks are removed, you realize the water is almost down to the bottom because there was no capacity for his presence. Right now, when you wake up in the morning and you say, good morning, Holy spirit, fill me with your presence what would you have of me today? Now, when he fills you, what do people see when they look at you? They no longer see a morning, grief-driven, anxious, depressed person. They see the Holy Spirit. Now you are fulfilling your purpose. What is our purpose on life? 
It's not to be a lawyer. It's not to be a doctor. It's not to be a singer. It's not to be a coach. Those are roles that you play. Yeah. But your purpose is to reflect God daily. So mm -hmm. can you reflect God with a traumatic story? Absolutely. Just remove the trauma pain mm -hmm. and then say, Holy Spirit, heal me, fill me with your presence. Mm -hmm. Now, when you move forward into your next chapter, you move forward. People see you. You see me right now. Yeah. You see the Holy Spirit in me. What you don't see is a broken woman who's had chapter after chapter after chapter of pain. You see Holy Spirit. So you look at me now and Heidi, you say, Stacy, it's just, you seem so powerful. You seem so strong. What you're seeing is not Stacy, what you're seeing. And I got chills all over my body right now. Oh God. And it's my joy in life. Yes. You're seeing him. Yes. And that is our calling is, is to be Ugh. walking, talk. Matthew says, I'll tell you why you're here. You're here to bring out the God colors in the world. You're yeah. here to be the salt and yeah. the light of the earth. Yeah. And if ever we need people to rise up out of their trauma, out of their hurt and flip the page into a new chapter, it's today. It is. The trauma doesn't need to be our story and you are proof of it. We don't need to stay in that place. You look so free. You mm. look free. I mean, that's what I want people to get a hold of looking at Stacy. I know if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see her. You can find her on Instagram and you can find her on Facebook and look at her. And she looks free. And that's the way that we all can be because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you're seeking him and asking and you will find he's coming after us. Yes. This has, been, this has been so wonderful. So many nuggets of revelation from you, Stacy. If there's anything else that you have to share, and then if you can pray for freedom for our listeners, I think you have so much to release. So you need even just the freedom, but just hope for dreaming, hope for the future mm -hmm. and, and digging up that gold that we all have. Mm -hmm. Let's do, and I'll invite everyone to, we're getting ready to do a we do it about every six weeks, mm -hmm. a free seven day mm -hmm. mastery course. It's called the life and business reset. And people know that I operate in a high level of strength and certainty now, and I help CEOs and leaders, but every one of those leaders have trauma. Every one of them have issues and triggers that they're working through. Some of them are really good at making money, but they're horrible at marriage. <laughs> they're really bad at parenting. So everybody at different stages. And yep. so what we do is whether it's somebody who is in the gutter of suffering mm -hmm. or somebody who is in the penthouse of what seems to be perfection, there's always a business reset and there's always a life reset. Mm -hmm. And so it's seven days. You can just go to fbfchallenge.com and register. FBF stands for fuel by fire, fbfchallenge.com register. And then we've got lots of free gifts that we'll give you. I'd love to give you um, the link to my TED talk on the 1% method on wow. how to really be able to practically apply that. And you get that when you go to fbfchallenge.com. So Father God, we just come before you right now in the presence of your spirit, God, we just thank you that you are here on this call today. God, I just thank you that you have the ability in one moment to turn somebody from the pit of a dungeon into the palace god you've shown us through joseph you've shown us through mary you've shown us through noah and moses and god the the chapters go on and on and on it's what you do you write chapters and so if we believe in the word of god we have to believe that we're another chapter 
that you are continuing the story of your son, that continuing the story of your spirit on earth. And God, you said, thy kingdom come, Jesus, when he was asked how to pray. How do we pray? Our Father who art in heaven, number one, we acknowledge you, God. Hallowed be that. We give you all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. Hallowed be that name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, there is something you want for us now. Not when we die and go to heaven, but you want that kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? It is righteousness, peace, and joy. So God, that's what you want for us right now. So we receive. God, right now, wherever somebody's listening or driving or in their room, just say, I receive. And God, we take time today, even after this podcast, to remove the rocks that have been stealing capacity for us to have the joy, the love, the peace, the patience, the kindness, that when people look at us, they see you. God, help us to purify our hearts today so that when they look at us, they see you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh man, this has been such an honor and a joy for me, Stacey. Um, so people can, what, what is your website? I know you shared the challenge mm-hmm. that you have. Could you share yeah. what your website is? Yeah, it's stacywallace.com, S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. And you can really access everything through that website as well. Okay. That is wonderful. Yeah. She's also on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and also on Twitter for sure. Get connected with Stacy. And you have a lot of teachings, a lot of books. There's a lot of, lot of resources that you offer. So thank you so much, Stacy, for being on. Oh, it's my joy. Actually, listen, if they go to stacywallace.com forward slash fire, yeah. they'll get the first section of my book. My publisher allows me to give away the whole first section that will get you into this way of thinking. You'll understand what it means to be fueled by fire. That's so good. Oh, thank awesome. you again. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the strong tower mental health podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.